Now, on the line with us is Gary Poynton. Gary uh, actually works as content director at ZM, another radio station, but he's a beekeeper in his spare time, even though he's allergic to bees, it turns out. Oh, OK. G'day, Gary. Hello, Gary. Hello, boys. How are we doing? We're right. good, mate. Good as gold. Well, and we've got the phone lines have lit up here, Gary. So many people are loving the bee stuff. So how does a bee actually make honey? Well, it goes into the flowers. It can, it can grab from any flower it wants to. And uh, if there's some nectar in there and there's some pollen, it'll just go suck it, pull it out, bring it back to the hive. And uh, then there's obviously thousands and thousands of other bees uh, that are in there. They're all basically spitting it into the uh, different cells. Yeah, uh, in the beehive, and um, yeah, I mean they just keep going, 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 and grabbing as much as possible. How long can a bee keep making honey? Do they have a kind of a life cycle before they peter out? Yeah, so a bee from uh, the queen's insemination into one of the cells will take three weeks to uh, be bir- uh, birthed, and then uh, dependent on how much energy it uses, it will live between sort of three to six weeks around summertime. Or it can last uh, all through winter because obviously winter times when bees hibernate and they basically just live and stay in the hive, actually clustering into a ball uh, to keep each other warm. This is how exciting and fascinating bees are, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I mean, we are actually we're genuine and riveted by this, mate. One of the things that I'm interested to hear because you're living in Auckland and I gather that you help folk that that want to set up beehives. It, has it become a thing that? people in, in urban areas are starting to take a real interest in and love the idea of having a hive down the bottom of their garden? Most definitely. I think that there was a bit of a social media uh, boost that happened, that happened a couple of years ago about people uh, seeing on Facebook and stuff that they needed to help the bees. Uh, it's actually not as big of a deal in New Zealand. We're actually quite quite good. But um, most people saw that on Facebook and they went, I'm going to take an interest and help, uh, help out as many bees as possible. And when you get into it, you find that a lot of places, uh, a lot of houses in the suburbs have bees hives. Uh, you just don't notice it. Um, and, you know, it helps the local gardens. It helps all the flowers in your neighbor's area. Yep. It'll, uh, it'll help pollinate fruit trees, so you'll get more apples and pears and oranges. And, um, yeah, it's become a, a really big thing. I guess people that work in offices all day, it's that connection to nature that uh, you get when you help uh, beekeeping. That it's, just, it's just fascinating. It just makes you feel a lot better. Um, and, obviously, they're, they're working so hard. So when you come home a little bit tired, a little bit lazy, you see those bees working hard, and it just makes you feel really good. <laughs> I lo- we love it. I mean, we genuinely do. It's such an amazing little insect. So t- tell me one thing. We were yakking with my dad, Gary, because he, he has beehives, and he makes his own honey and stuff. Couldn't uh, One thing I, I should have asked him a bit more on, so the queen is integral to the hive, and who designates the queen? Is there... um, so what happens? The queen, it's a, it's a funny name because you think the queen is, it's a, you know, she's the ruler of the hive. She's actually more of a slave than anything else because the queen's job is to live in the hive. There's only one of them in that entire hive of 5,000 or 20,000 bees. So how, sorry, can, I, can I jump in there, Gary? How does she get, who, who designates the queen? Do they have an election or something? How do you find out who's the, <laughs> is there only one of them? <laughs> So a queen will go and drop eggs into uh, into the cells inside the hive as much as possible. And then uh, when they need to build a new queen, they will feed that, that one cell different food. It's called royal jelly, and it's quite popular in makeup products, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that royal jelly means it grows to become a queen instead of just a normal bee. Now, there may be four or five queens that get built at the same time, yeah. and then it's usually the first queen out will go and destroy the other queens and make sure that they know that she's the loss. 
Ah. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, in other words. It very much is. And, you know, if there's two queens that hatch at the same time, they will fight. And if the bee, if the queen bee is not doing her job and laying enough eggs, then the bees will get rid of her as well. Holy they'll smoke. Swarm, now, they'll swarm all over her. They'll, they'll do what's called a, a ball, a cluster ball, and they'll overheat her by jumping all over her, and then that queen dies and they make a better queen. Crikey, it's pretty ruthless business. Now, here's a, here's a very crass, straightforward question. I live in suburbia. I decide I really want to have a hive in my back garden. What does it cost to get a hive and to get that hive stocked with bees and a queen, roughly? I'd say if you go on to trade me, you'll find an entire bee equipment set up for about 200 to $250. Yep. And then if you want bees inside it, that's probably another $250. But this is the season when swarms happen. Do you want me to get into swarms? Yeah, go on, just a quick one on swarms. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when a bee hive is getting too full, half the bees will leave and go into a tree. And they will sit there with a new queen and they'll start looking for a new home. Now, you can go and grab those bees while they're in swarm mode, and that's a free collection of bees right there. So, that could be absolutely free. So, you know, the cheapest, you're talking $200. Cheapest. Well, this is great stuff. And last thing before we let you go, Gary, I, I did, everybody will be familiar with the sight of a beekeeper, got the big white hat on, the, yeah. sort, of the, the, the sort of like the mosquito mask over that's the front, right. and big old gloves, and then they smoke the bees. Now, am I right? In th- is the smoke to kind of like pacify them? Is it kind of like marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> it basically is. It gets the bees drunk. So if you think, uh, you know, your house is on fire, uh, so you, you, you smoke the bees, the bees' house, they think, they, they think it's on fire, so they start eating as much honey as possible. When you feel like you're a bit full, you get a bit tired, a bit lazy, yeah. that's what the bees do. They're, they're drunk on honey, and they don't feel like, uh, you know, attacking you. It also stops their uh, signals to talk to each other. They can't use their pheromones to coordinate an attack, but that's what you're doing with smoking. You're just filling them up so they don't feel like attacking you. Gary, last one from me, because I'm obsessed with this. I asked Si's father as well. What about, do you get stung a lot? So I've had bees in the backyard for four years. Yep. And um, anybody who's been back there, I actually used my beehive to uh, propose to my wife. And I had it inside a frame of bees. Everyone was around. (laughs) No stings whatsoever. I only get stung when I open up the hive and start messing around with it which will be maybe 15 times in the year, uh, but that's as a beekeeper. In terms of people that are just around it, no one's ever been stung in four years in my backyard. Gary, great to talk to you, mate. I just think the bee's incredible and very underrated and deserves a knighthood. Oh, they made a movie about it, the bee story, didn't they? Whatever <laughs> it was called, it was great. Good man. <laughs> really good to chat, Gary. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks mate. buddy. Take care.